0: It's July 12th. We're reading through the Bible in a year. We're in the Psalms, which is a great thing to do in the summertime, to read through the Psalms and read through them thoughtfully and carefully and prayerfully. Uh, Some good words of worship and praise. And uh, speaking of words, I guess I should talk a little bit about some of the strange words we encounter in this book. Remember, they are lyrics to songs. So these are sung and they're performed and there's instruments involved. And so we see words that... um, sometimes they're in the superscription. Let me talk about the superscription for a minute. That's that little bit that you have before the first verse of a psalm. We call it a superscription. Actually, in the old Hebrew Bibles, um, that's actually numbered. So that's why the numbers are off if you ever get into uh, reading Hebrew Bibles. But um, even though the numbering is a late convention uh, in terms of relative time, they're not that old, a few hundred years. But... um, The superscription, you're going to find some words. A lot of times the dedication, who wrote it, uh, the setting. But then you're going to find words like uh, shigion you have in this superscription of Psalm 7. We're in Psalm 7, 8, and 9. In Psalm 7, and even... uh, the the word you find in chapter nine uh muth leben in uh, the superscription of chapter nine that is um it's like what does that mean you look at your bible if you got a reference bible you know it doesn't help much because a lot of times we don't have any clue what these words mean you see words like Selah repeated often within the text uh or Maskil. these words um are probably giving us a sense of what uh, instrument or what style of music or maybe even Selah. We think it might be a a musical interlude, Um, but we're not sure. So just get used to some of those words that we're gonna run into throughout the Psalms and know that we don't necessarily know what they mean. We can only guess. Um, This psalm here in Psalm 7 is a great psalm that reminds us of the need to be honest with God, uh, calling out to God, saying that I'm weary. Uh, Being honest with God in prayer is a good thing. We don't want to be disrespectful. We don't want to fall into some of the patterns we saw in the book of Job of accusing God as though we're putting him on trial. But we certainly want to be honest and sincere and transparent with God in our our prayers and in our songs. Uh, Psalm 8, very familiar psalm to many people. How majestic is your name and all the earth, a great psalm about the Smallness of man, and yet the great uh, glory that He's crowned us with, the majesty we have as human beings at the top of this created order that God made, and uh, made us a little lower than than the heavenly beings, the angels. Uh, this is a passage that reminds us of how honored we are in God's creation. It's a dignified thing to be a human being, and uh, we see that in this psalm. And it should be amazing to us that God would pay attention to us in light of His greatness. And we certainly learned that recently in the book of Job uh, nine. Uh, I want to remind you how good a pattern this is of recounting God's goodness. Give thanks with my whole heart. And the way he gets sincere with his whole heart is to be itemizing the good things that God has done. So I hope that prompts you to do the same. And even that itemization of what God has done in the past is a motivation that he needs to be looking to the future with hope and confidence that God is going to take care of his needs. So. Seven, eight, and nine great psalms for us to be reading today. And then our New Testament reading is in Acts 17, the first 15 verses. Paul and Silas here on another missionary journey in Thessalonica, and their reasoning from the Scripture becomes a uh, important phrase, I guess, uh, throughout church history, that we reason with people from the Scripture. We use our minds. We engage logically with the text of Scripture, and we help convince people of the truthfulness of what it says and uh, certainly what it speaks of regarding Christ. He then goes to Berea. And it says they were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica because they not only received the word with eagerness, which is a great, great thing, but they searched the scriptures daily. Of course, that's the Old Testament to see if the things that they said were so. So they always connected what the they heard from the apostles with what they were seeing in the Old Testament scriptures. And so eagerness and examining, that's a good balance to be able to not be a hypercritic of what we hear from the pulpit and yet uh, search the scriptures to know whether or not what we're hearing is true. Eagerness and examining the scriptures. Our community imperative is found in Romans chapter 15, verse 24. Uh, I just love this phrase. He says, I hope to see you in passing on my way to Spain. He says, to be helped by uh, you on my journey. And so he's asking boldly for help. He wants them to help. He says, I'm going to come through and I want you to put me up and help me. Uh, I just put it this way. We need to be willing to ask each other for help. Uh, It's not superfluous or, or just... You know, extravagant things that we're wanting from people so that they can be put out and we can live in luxury, as Paul says to the Corinthians. But in this passage, it's clear that he's not afraid to say, I could use your help, and I want your help, and I would encourage you to be bold about what you need. If you had a need in the Christian life, uh, let people know in your circle, in your small group, and let other Christians know what it is so that they might be able to assist you. That's a good and godly thing. Of course, you need to be making your life all about assisting others, but when you have a need and you need help, do not hesitate to reach out and ask someone for that practical help. In this case, I I need you to put me up. I need a place to stay. And uh, I need a meal or two as I find my way on to Spain. So that's a good reminder for us today. And tomorrow, Lord willing, we'll be back as we continue to read through the Psalms and the book of Acts.